When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's another episode of Purple Daily and Tale of the Tape, gentlemen. And uh, this one we're going to try and get through without laughing because it's Vikings or Lions. As we go through the Vikings versus NFC North foes and Vikings versus NFC contenders. But real quick, thank you to Federated Insurance. Federated's been helping business owners through these last three months and for the last 100-plus years based in Owatonna, Minnesota, but especially these last three months with pandemic policies, with written communications and HR communications to employees, and also just helping as regulations and restrictions change and are lifted and might change later on this year. When you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Federatedinsurance.com is where you can go to find trusted resources you may need. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, and we're going to continue our Vikings Tale of the Tape series here as we finish out the NFC North. We've done Bears, we've done Packers, and now it's time, Tale of the Tape, quarterback, head coach, offense, defense, total team, Detroit Lions, boys. Who's ready for it? Oh boy! Let's try and get through this without laughing hysterically because I have a, I have a feeling that it's going to skew heavily toward Matt Vikings. Going to be pissed if you. Laugh I'm not a cat much. guy. Let me slouch a little bit more in honor of Matt Patricia. Yeah, he hates you already. I have a, I have a little respect for the process. Yeah, just uh, come on. Growing my neck beard, sweating through my hooded sweatshirt, just like Matt Patricia. And being condescending toward put reporters. That, put that pen right in your uh, right ear too. Don't forget that. That's what Ticey yeah. did, man. Don't worry, don't worry, Ticey. That's great. Yeah, but Ticey, but Ticey was at least respectful toward the assembled media, unlike Matt Patricia. Respect the Judd <laughs> yeah, Zolgads of the world. That's probably true. So here is our tale of the tape. Here, let's start with quarterbacks: Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford. Tale of the tape. Who do you got? So this is not easy because. I like Stafford. He obviously um, had some injury issues last season, but before that, I think he was really good statistically. And Stafford is a quarterback who, who I think is a victim probably of playing for a franchise that, for, for the most part, is discombobulated and yeah. simply does not get it. So this is very close. I'm going to give a slight edge 2020 to Cousins, uh, but this is probably this this one is very very close for me. I'm going Cousins, but not by a ton here. Just to be clear. Okay, Declan? Yeah, I, I like Matt Stafford. I made that pretty clear. I think he, he's very underrated and underappreciated playing for a dumpster fire in Detroit. But I, when we did our experiment, Kirk Cousins or uh, and Matthew Stafford is one of our subjects, 
I couldn't just swap them because I didn't think Matthew Stafford moves the needle any more than Kirk Cousins does. So I, I give a slight advantage to Cousins. It's not night and day, but if you're looking at the Vikings, I think if you swap the quarterbacks, I don't think it changes anything. So I would have to go with Kirk Cousins. These are like, because we did a Kirk or Blank episode in which Matt Stafford was included at one point a couple weeks ago. And I feel like Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins are like the two closest quarterbacks. If you're comparing every starter in the NFL, when you get to Cousins and Matt Stafford, it's like wherever you have them in your rankings, they have to be right next to each other. Like if you've got Cousins yeah. 8th, Stafford's got to be 7th or ninth. If you've got yeah. Cousins 15th, Stafford's got to be 16th or 14th. And I kind of go back and forth on this because I think I think Kirk has put up the last couple of years. First of all, he's he's been more durable. Matthew Stafford uh, missed games last year, uh, and Stafford's been mostly durable too. But but I think I think with Kirk Cousins, there's a slight. If both of them are pretty similar when they're healthy, and they're both going to put up kind of similar regular season numbers, and they're both going to put up similar PFF grades and things like that, the two things that have me leaning a little bit more toward Matthew Stafford are number one. He plays for a garbage franchise that generally doesn't put great players around him. He's got some weapons, but if we're taking Vikings infrastructure over Lions infrastructure or versus Lions infrastructure, it's a no-brainer. Like Kirk Cousins has better everything, as we're going to go through here, probably in this tale of the tape, than Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford still puts up similar numbers. And so if you gave Matt Stafford a better organization, I think he would go up a tick. And the other thing that puts Matt Stafford a little bit over the top, I feel like he's got a little bit more clutch gene. He'll throw a couple interceptions that shipwreck a game, but I feel like if, you know, my gut says if there's two minutes left on the clock and you're on the road, like who has a better chance of blocking out the noise and doing something meaningful on that drive? Stafford's not Brady, but I would probably choose Stafford to to to, to lead me with two minutes the left. Problem so now I'm going Stafford. Is t- today's Lions would thoroughly with Patricia screw that up, and they might. So like if you, but yeah, that's part of my point strip, too. If you strip. Stafford out of Detroit and stuck him on the Patriots? Who knows? But unfortunately for, for him, his career is almost completely going to be defined by playing for a garbage uh, a dumpster fire organization. Sure. All right. Well, that brings us to the next tale of the tape, which is head coach Mike Zimmer, Matt Patricia. Okay, we can move on. Yep. It's Mike Zimmer, right? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about this. It, this guy, Matt Patricia, I hope gets fired about eight games in. It's just, a, he's a disaster. Like he is, from day one, he is he is the poster child for all of the failed Belichickians. Yeah, he, the problem with some of these failed Belichickians is they come in with this Belichickian confidence, yet they've they've accomplished nothing, you know. And so I almost feel like you got to come in and just be a little bit more humble if you're a Bill Belichick coaching the tree Giants guy. Coach will not call his players by their name because he thinks that's a good Belichickian idea, and it's something Belichick doesn't even do. What is the logic behind that? What is it? <laughs> but no, like, like what is a, what is his he logic? He's coaching high school football. Well, he, he his logic is we are a team, and individual names aren't important. What, what's important is who you are to Big Blue, the New York Giants. It's idiotic. Yeah, I would say that oh, football. It, are you serious? That that's a bad. That's a terrible idea in college football. Yeah, I would say in 2020, when trying to connect with male human beings between the ages of 21 and 30 or 35. Not calling them by their names and trying to connect with them as humans is probably the last approach I would look to to take. But yep. I've never been an NFL head coach either, so take we all shot. agree. Take a shot, get a job. Yeah, Matt. I mean, well I mean Matt Patricia also has come in and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's supposed to be a defensive guru, correct? Oh, they were. Yeah, and they were awful last year. Mike Zimmer. Now, Mike Zimmer might have inherited 
some better players on his defense because there were some like Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith. There were some stars on the defense when Mike Zimmer took over. Xavier Rhodes is ready to be molded. Um, but by Mike Zimmer's second or third year, the Vikings were emerging as one of the best five defenses in the NFL. The Detroit Lions rank near last in almost every meaningful defensive category Matt last Patricia year. Patricia alienated so, Darius Slay, who is a hell of a player, to the point where they had to trade Slay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, it's bad. Z- Zim might not be the perfect coach, and Zim might dump on players at times, and it might not be the right move. But that would be like instead of developing roads, but back when Zim got the job here, you come in and piss him off, he becomes good, and then you have to trade him. They dump roads because he stinks now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got they got yeah, everything they joke. need out of roads. Well, actually, th- this is a good segue into overall team defense, and the answer is very obviously Vikings win this tale of the tape. But let's just dive a little bit deeper into the Detroit Lions from 2000, um, 2019. They were second to last in overall defensive rating, according to Pro Football Focus, which is amazing. Their defense gave up an average of six yards per play, six yards per play defensively, which was, I believe it was bottom five. It was like right on the fringe of bottom five. And in terms of their pass defense, uh, they were fourth from the bottom in average net yards per attempt allowed. The Vikings were top five in the NFL. They in that gave category. up more than 400 yards per game. I, I think there were two teams in the entire league to do that. They, they were they were second to last. They were tied for 31st in sacks with 28. Okay. Yeah. Again, Matt Patricia is a defensive guy. He alienates Darius Slay and the rest of his defense stinks. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Fire him now. You made a mistake. Okay, let's let's buzz through this last category, and then I have some general questions about Lions and Vikings. So total offense is a little bit more of a debate because Matt Stafford, like I have Matt Stafford as a better quarterback. Um, Vikings, I think, have better weapons around, although the, the Lions have a, a couple weapons on offense. But where do you put Judd Zolgad, tail of the tape, total offense? Lions win. Um, I'll take Cousins uh-huh. over Stafford, but it's barely. Okay. Offensive line, Lions. Wide receivers. Galladay, Jones, and Amendola. Galladay last year, 11 receiving touchdowns and was third in the entire league with 18.3 yards per catch. Yeah, he might be the most underrated wide receiver yeah, in the NFL. He's really good. And tight ends, I'm going Vikings, but but if if the Iowa kid Hawkinson develops, he could be pretty good. But if I if I can go offensive line, wide receiver, advantage Lions, running back, advantage Vikings. But you know what? Detroit's got enough around Stafford now that Stafford actually shouldn't be a disaster in 2020. I'm going to give the advantage here. It's not huge, but I'm going to give it to the Lions. Declan? Yeah, I, I, I'm a great judge. I mean, you look at all the weapons that are in Detroit. Kenny Halliday, Marvin Jones. Um, is Marvin, did Marvin Jones, did he get axed? I wasn't for sure if he got traded or not. He's still there. The point is, I think I think there's a lot of good complementary pieces there that, that play well with Stafford. And when Stafford, I think the biggest difference between Stafford and Cousins is when the play melts down, Stafford knows how to roll out and improvise when the first read isn't there. And if you have playmakers too that can help you out in that category, then that's going to make your job a lot easier. So I, I do give a slight advantage on the weapons as a whole to the to the Lions. I, I haven't dug deep into the offensive line, but I got to imagine it's better than the Vikes. So yeah, I, I would give the advantage to Detroit. Well, I'll give you the offensive line report. According to Pro Football Focus, overall offensive uh, pass blocking, and that's that's been a spot for the Vikings that's been really tough. The Vikings last year in pass blocking were 27th in the NFL. 
The Lions weren't much better. They were 21st, according to Pro Football Focus. In the run-blocking category, the Lions were 9th and the Vikings were 12th. And so, based on last year's evaluation, according to Pro Football Focus, offensive lines, neither one of them was great. Uh, Both were kind of like fringe bottom 10 in pass blocking. Both are okay in run blocking. As far as other things offensively, I'm a data guy. You know, eye test is one thing. I do think Matt Stafford is slightly better than Kirk Cousins, but if you go off the data from last year, the Vikings offense averaged an extra half yard per play overall. They averaged an extra half yard running the football per play, and they averaged an extra half yard throwing the ball per play. And if you add that all up over the course of a season, to me there was a significant gap between the Vikings and the Lions offensively last year. But the Vikings lost Stefan Diggs, and so that might bring them back a little bit more toward the pack. I'm going to give a slight edge to the Vikings offensively in this tail of the tape. I think I, we, I can answer for all of us and say overall team, we're all taking Vikings, right? Vikings over Lions. Absolutely. So my question to you guys is, what type of a threat, either in the two games they're going to play against each other or in the overall standings, what type of a threat do the Detroit Lions pose to the Minnesota Vikings in the division in 2020? So it, it feels like in recent years, Zimmer's success against Detroit has gone way up. I think he struggled against them, against them for a few years when he started. The games against Detroit can be weird. So I don't know that I think the Vikings are going to sweep Detroit. I know that as long as Patricia is coach, I think they should sweep them. But in the division, this team went 3-12-1 last year, lost, I believe, their last nine consecutive games, and in the plus-minus of scoring were minus 82. So in the division, I'm sorry, until there's a different coach there, they don't scare me. I think they might give you a close game in Detroit or here. Uh, but as far as like, is this going to be the year the Lions pop back up? As long as that buffoon is coaching, absolutely not. <laughs> Guys like him and Mike Gundy. I mean, my God. So, so if the division's going to be a tight race, you know, certainly I could see the Packers, the Vikings, and maybe the Bears pop up. Don't know on that one. Detroit, last place team. As long as this guy's coaching, yeah, they're four and zero against Matt Patricia, right? They have not lost to Matt Patricia. I think you're right. I, I think, think that is correct. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, I, I think the Jim Caldwell teams gave Zim's teams some trouble. And that includes here at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. But, yeah, they, they don't scare me with Patricia coaching right. them. How, what's your level of, of concern about the Lions, Declan? I, I have them more of a concern in Chicago, for sure. Uh, I don't I don't think – I know the Bears still have a really good defense. I just think Chicago's going to be last in the division. I think they're coming down hard to earth, whether it's Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, and, and they're going to have to die by whoever is leading their quarterback in offense, and I don't trust Matt Nagy. I mean, Nagy and Patricia could go head-to-head on two big buffoons, right? I mean, who is the biggest who's, – who's the bigger dummy there? Stafford – in his career against the Vikings, 8-11. and 11. So, I mean, and some of that was with the Frazier years, and some of that's been with Zimmer, too. So he has shown success against them. Um, but I, I think when I look at everyone in the division, the Packers are the one that probably should scare the Vikings the most, Lions second, and then Bears third. Yeah, I just, I I, I, I don't think, I, I, I do think the Bears pose a bigger threat to the Vikings than the Lions do because we know the Vikings' history. It doesn't matter if the Bears are a division contender or if they're winning four and five games those games against the Bears tend to be grind them out for the Vikings. Like going into Soldier Field is not, it's not a gimme for the Vikings. Generally speaking, outside of I think it was two thousand, uh, was it two thousand sixteen? I believe the Vikings lost twice to the Detroit Lions in the same season. Yep. Including maybe maybe it was a Thanksgiving game if I if I recall. They also lost once in two thousand seventeen. So it's not the Vikings. The Lions aren't loser proof. 
mean, the Vikings, the Vikings can well, the lose to the Lions. The teams actually did give them some problems. Yeah. But I think this current incarnation of the Lions uh, is more on the verge of firing Matt Patricia after week five than giving the Vikings a hassle in the division. So. I feel like the Bears, to me, are, are far more of a wild card in the I don't know. Like, I can't tell. Like, I was confident that coming off their great success in 2018 that they weren't that good, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the defense had scored a ton of points, and you said they're bound to regress or come back a little bit in 2019. They did. But I'm not going to be shocked if they're not a dumpster fire then in 2020. I feel like Matt Patricia sets that that franchise up until he's fired to be a dumpster fire, which which is too bad. Matthew Stafford, for the arc of his career, deserves far more than he's gotten. A uh, little Lions futility trivia for you guys to end this episode. Okay, okay. when's the last Bobby time Lane. the Lions won a playoff game? What year? Oh God! Um, I mean, ninety six. I got to buzz you. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm looking mine. at nothing. I'm looking at nothing. <laughs> um, no, they've been to the playoffs a few times. I, I think they went in ninety four and played the Packers as well, uh, but they did not win that game. I am going to say the Lions last won a playoff game in the fifties. It's 1991. Oh. Wayne Fonts. Oh, that's right. They played Washington. In, damn it. They played Washington, I think, in the NFC title game, didn't yeah. they? They may have. They, they got to the division right, round in, in 83. Yeah, they went to the conference championship in 1991. Oh, man. I forgot. I went, Damn it. I should have remembered that game. They've only been to the playoffs like 10 times since 1950 or something. All right. How many times? So the, the Lions go back in history to 1930. Actually, the first four years of Lions football, they were the Portsmouth Spartans, and then they became the Detroit Lions in 1934. Uh, Portsmouth Spartans. Ah, yes. They're going to run the ball left, run the ball right, run the ball up the middle. Look at that guy go. Yes, it's the wing T formation. So they've been around since 1930. How many times have the Lions finished back-to-back seasons with double-digit wins? Which, by the way, like, in the last 40 years or so, even with a 14-game schedule. they have a good decade? You know, I would say winning ten games, going ten and six a couple of times, yeah, but I not mean, that impressive. Like the Jets do it sometimes, but right. in the thirties and forties and fifties and sixties and seven, I mean, the, the most games that that you played until the they were playing 70s eleven, they were playing eleven, 11 or twelve games. games. They started playing a fourteen game schedule. I'm going to say it's ridiculous. In the sixties, I'm going to say it's like three times. I'll go. Yeah. Fi- I'll go five. Keep guessing. Two. Once. Zero times? They've never done it. Then why are you a franchise still? Why are you not contracted? Why are you still a franchise? Why are you allowed to do this? Those poor people, that's a great sports town. Uh, it's hilarious. Oh my god. It is hilarious. God, it's that bad. No, it's not like the it's not like the Vikings have done it a million times, but the Vikings finished back to back ten win seasons. Yeah, but they started in the Vikings ran three straight in ninety eight through two thousand. They did it in the mid uh late eighties. They ran four straight in the 70s, and then in the early, like, they've done it a few times. The Lions have, in fact, you can actually count on, I think, one hand how many times they finished with 10 wins, so, period, ever in a so season. Gosh. what is our, um, right now, and obviously it's going to be uh, subject to change as the season draws closer if we play, what is our prediction, since we've done the entire division, on finish? Not even record, just give me finish. Like I've got Detroit last, Declan. I, I think they finished. I think they. I think it's a transition year for the Vikings. I, I. I think they finish behind the Packers by a game, but I think they're a wild card team. I think they make the playoffs. I think. I think they finish behind the Packers by a game. I think. I think the Vikings win the division, but I'm. I think I said it a few weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a nine win division. 
Like I would not be shocked at all if no one gets to double digit wins in this in this division. This Tough year. schedules. Yeah. The, you know what? I'm gonna go team Declan here. I wow. think I never I got a weird feeling and it might change, but I got a weird feeling about Matt LaFleur year two, the acrimony with Rodgers. I don't know that the Packers have improved th- themselves. I-, I mean, their first round draft pick in three years, who knows? We might say great pick, but there's no question that their first round pick in 2020 is going to, unless something goes drastically wrong, not help them and not play. I got a weird feeling, and, and I do think that in you cannot start to judge a coach, especially a young coach, until year two. Because I don't think players know I mean, that. Why were, why were you so hard on Matt Patricia then? <laughs> You know, the pool. Why does give anyone the guy, hire a give, Belichick guy? Give the guy a chance. Why does anybody hire a Belichick guy? He's a young coach, man. Just give the guy a shot. He's got like a Harvard degree. Just Does he? In like physics or something. He's a genius, which is why he's a complete alien. He might want to work on his social dynamics. Well, wow. but, but that's the thing is he, he has no social skills, probably because he's really, really, really He smart. should work in a front office or something. That's what he should or do. Or just go work on something that will help the country. Get out of football. Well, that's a wrap on we're, we're done with the Us NFC North tail of the tape. We're going to jump into, in, in the coming days and weeks, we're going to jump into other NFC foes that could be in the mix, relevant NFC teams, don't stop. and do a tail of the tape. Don't stop at NFC. Don't. Seahawks. Don't stop it. Chiefs in the AFC. Exactly. A little Super Bowl rematch. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily. We'll catch you next time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.